Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Creating a Championship Standard of Living. I am your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. Today is the first Saturday in June, June 6, 2009, and as usual, I am utterly excited and happy to have you on the show. Um, you know, like I said, I can't do this without you. I'm so thankful for all my live listeners and, and the people who listen to me on the Internet and the people who call in. I'm also excited about the people who po- who download the podcast later and go back and listen to the show. This is an absolute honor and it's an absolute blessing to be here before you, and I thank God for you. Uh, I thank God for you continuing to, um, you know, come here for, for as a resource for motivational and inspirational needs. Uh, also, I want to thank you again. Um, like I said, you can be doing anything else in the world today. And at this moment, you're choosing to listen to this show, and that, that's an absolute um, blessing. That, that I don't take that stuff lightly, and I don't take you for granted. Um, as always, I thank God for the opportunity to be here. And also, before we go any further, I, I want to turn this show over to His Holy Spirit now and let God do what He would see fit for us through myself and for you, um, that we all get what we, what we came for today. Um, people, this is an um, absolute um honor i have i have a special guest coming on later in the show and um i'll tell you more about that my guest when we get to that portion of the show but um it just it just so happened to work out today people that after the lesson after today's lesson we're going to have an exclusive interview with a, a dynamic uh person like i don't know any other way to describe him he's an awesome person awesome person but um i'm going to start i'm going to move forward into the show i want you um to know that um, we're in uh, Midtown Atlanta today, and it's sunny. It's been raining. It's been sunny. It's been raining. It's been sunny. But today, it, the sun came out, and it's just really bright. And it's a nice, around 75 degrees weather we're having here today. And um, I just wanted to let you know that. Um, and just again, I, I don't know if I can say this enough to you. I am utterly excited about this opportunity. I'm utterly honored that you chose to be here with me today. So. Let's move forward. I got a great show planned for you. Uh, first and foremost, we're going to start with our divine intervention. You know, each week we do our divine intervention, uh, where I give you a scripture from the Bible, basically as a to, to set the table for what we're going to do on the show that day. And um, we're going to start with our divine intervention for this week. It is from Isaiah 1 and 19, which states, "If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land." If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. And basically, the, the point that was being made here is that I'm gonna give you my I'm gonna give you my interpretation of it, my 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 interpretation for for my life. You're gonna you've been put here to do great things, and not all and not only have you been put here to do do great things, you've been here to to do great things on a large scale. That's each and every one of us. No matter what you you know, feel about yourself and what you feel about your life, you've been put here to do some great, absolutely phenomenally great stuff. And you've been here put here to solve problems that they arise, you've been put here to, to be creative, you've been put here to be, you know, anointed, whatever words you want to use to describe it, you've been put here to do for some awesome stuff. That's each and every one of us. Not only the people who, who can hear my voice, but even the people in your in your the world of your own spheres of influence. Everybody was here has been put on this earth to do some great things, but a lot of people don't 
get a chance to to really walk in those great things because they don't they may not be willing to do what it takes to get there. And then if they're willing, they may not be obedient to the voice of God or to that still small voice that you hear. Uh, when you hear that voice, it's it's absolutely good to obey it. Um, you're going to hear some things that I, I, I'm going to say today. I know if you if you're if you're willing that there's going to be a voice of of, of wisdom, a voice of of reason, a voice of of knowledge, a voice of of just destiny. And if you're obedient to what you hear today, I guarantee that your life is going to change. If you're willing and and obedient, I I know that your life is going to change today. Um, so there, I want you to take that, take our divine intervention, and really meditate on that. I'm gonna give it to you again from Isaiah 1 and 19. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. And that takes us into our presidential wisdom for this week. Um, you know, each week also I give you a presidential wisdom, uh, which is a quote from our 44th president, President Barack Obama. And this week's presidential wisdom is. I don't care whether you're driving a hybrid or an SUV. If you're headed in the, headed for a cliff, you have to change directions. Again, I don't care whether you're driving a hybrid or an SUV. If you are headed for a cliff, you have to change direction. Again, I don't care whether you are driving a hybrid or an SUV. If you're headed for a cliff, you have to change direction. And this is a quote from our 44th President, President Barack Obama. And what I take from this is that people, in your life, it doesn't always matter what other people think. It doesn't always matter what other people say. But what matters most is the direction of your, that your life is headed in. If, you're, if your life is headed in a direction that's not conducive for long-term success and, long, and, and actually walking in your greatness and actually living out your purpose, then you have to hit the brakes, stop where you're going, ask for directions so you get back down the path that you were meant to go down. Um, I want you to hold on to that as well to this week. You know, if at any point in time you need direction, stop and ask for directions. It's not, it is not a bad thing to ask for help if you need it. Um, because the last thing we want to see is that somebody – Heard my voice today and didn't do what they were supposed to do and kept going down a bad path. That's, that includes myself. So, you know, I'm heeding this warning myself. I'm heeding this this, work, this um, quote myself. So let's look forward to, to moving in a, a positive direction in our lives and that uplifts not only ourselves but all those around us. So let's move forward in that. Before we get into the lesson today, I have some dynamic news to share with each and every one of you. This is an awesome time. The book that I, I, I talked to you about so much, The Power of Conquering Fear, the book I wrote um, a few years ago, great news about the book. The book has appeared on Amazon.com. That is right, people. My book, The Power of Conquering Fear, can now be purchased on Amazon.com. And for those Internet listeners who um, who are going to um, who, who listen to the show from the Internet, in the upcoming weeks, you're actually going to start seeing promos of the book on the website because now it's a since it's an Amazon.com uh, book that also has an Amazon number, which means I can actually put it into the, uh, the database for the show. So you'll actually start seeing, you know, the the cover for the book, which is an absolute 
blessing. And I thank everybody who's been buying the book so far. To you know, I thank you for your purchase. I thank you for you know taking the time and and taking a chance on reading something, reading my work. And I look forward to you know those of you who don't have the book. You know, you can always go to Amazon.com and get it. It's called The Power of Conquering Fear, and it will change your life. It will give you tips on how to move forward in your life and and not so much worrying about conquering fear, but overcoming it long enough to get down the road to where you need to be. Um, I highly recommend this book for any dreamer, any visionary, anybody who's doing anything great. I highly recommend this book to you. Not just because I wrote it, but I wrote it with the intention that it can help somebody and really be a blessing. So, like I said, either go to... Amazon.com and get the book, or you can still go to www.lulu.com forward slash mwmiller18. That is lulu.com slash mwmiller18. Well, people, I, um, this is one of the, this is one moment each week that I, I really look forward to, and that is to to provide uh, this teaching. I take this moment very seriously. I, I don't. Like I said, I don't take anything for granted when I'm dealing with you guys. So I want you to understand that I really have put my heart into this, and I really believe it. If you listen to it, it's on, you're going to hear some life-changing information that can really set you on a, a great path to your destiny. So the theme of today's show is um, the price of success. And a lot of people don't understand that there's nothing in life that you're going to get for free. I don't care if it says free. There's nothing in life that you're going to get for free. Everything has a price attached to it. Everything has, everything's going to cost you something. There's a fee associated with everything that you that you will ever be a part of. I don't care if it's rent. I don't care if it's a light bill. I don't care if it's a phone bill. I don't care if it's whatever it is. There's something. There's a fee attached to anything that you you are part of. Anything you're connected to. Anything that you're going to become a part of. It, there's a fee associated with it. Even being in a relationship with someone. There's a there's it's not a free thing. It costs you. It costs me something to have the phone numbers that I have in my phone book, because that means those people have access to me, and not only not only that, I have access to them. And access is 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 never to be, you know, taken for granted or taken lightly. That 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 it comes with a cost. It comes with a with a, a fee, and not necessarily money, but it's going to cost me something to be in relationship with the people I'm in I'm in relationship with. It's, it's going to cost you something. So. Let me tell you that I came up with a list of eight things that success will cost you. Eight things that success will cost you. And I, first and foremost, I want to set the table. Um, my belief of, of success is success is truly about uh, pursuing what our divine creator has intended for us to be and intended for us to do and intended for us to, to you know, be a part of. I think a lot of times you see people who are, who are floundering in life is because they don't understand what they've been intended to do or their purpose. I'm always, you know, this last the last couple months I've been really big about purpose and how to help people realize their purpose because I understand firsthand that when you don't understand your purpose, as Dr. Miles Monroe, you know, said so eloquently, where purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable. I want to get people from I want to help you get from that place of abuse to a place of, of thriving, a place of living, a, you know, an ultimately good life, a life, you know, that people, other people around you would want to emulate. I feel like that that's also another factor, another um, component of success. Success is is living a life that's worthy of emulating. Um, there's nobody. If you go to a, a prison cell right now, I can almost guarantee you, unless there's something dynamic about somebody in there, that none of those people in there are living a life that I want to emulate. 
and even still, even if they are that dynamic, I still don't want to emulate their life because I don't want to be there. I don't want to know where they ended up. So success is having people, having a life that you can be proud of, a life that, that your children want to emulate and, and, and your friends see your life and they want to emulate as well. Um, also, what people don't, another thing people don't recognize is that success will require work, but so does failure. I'll say it again. Success requires work, but so does failure. You actually have to work at being a failure. You actually have to, because the universe, the way God has designed his universe for us, we're designed to win. We're designed to thrive. We're designed to be the head, not the tail, the first, not the last. So in order to not succeed in life, you actually have to go against everything that's been stacked in your favor to not succeed. So by the end of this lesson, I want you to, to, to take from, you know, what I want you to take from the lesson is understanding that success is going to cost you something, but so does failure. So we're going to move forward into the lesson. Eight things that success will cost you. First thing that success is going to cost you is going to cost you your mind. Success will cost you your mind. And when I say success will cost you your mind, I mean that if you're somewhere right now and you you didn't really want to be there, and you didn't really know you don't really know you got there, guess what? The mindset that got you there can't get you out of there. I have a, a quote I love saying to my clients and uh, and when and when I'm in doing my speeches, is that the mind that created the problem is not qualified to solve it. First and foremost, the reason why the mind that created the problem is not qualified to solve it is because that, that mind is stuck in that environment that is perpetuating the thing that you don't want. So, we, you know, I, I'm a firm believer. Uh, I stand on Romans 12. In the beginning of Romans 12, it, it says, Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. I even go as far as this. I, I tell people... You know, it's sometimes it's okay to lose your mind. If your mind has got has gotten you in a place where you can't, <laughs> where you you're not being successful, you're not being able to live a full life, then you have to lose that mind and, ha- and get it renewed. Get the mind, get the mind of Christ. That you know, a mind, a mind with a mindset to thrive and be great. You have to be. You have to really be willing to step outside of who you think you are and in your. And being renewed in your mind is the first step. Everything else will work, fall right into place once you can be renewed in your mind. The second thing that success will cost you is going to be your time. Success is going to cost you time. I don't care whether it's, it's time going to college, time you know doing research, time doing an apprenticeship, time going to the the, um, the library to read and study for classes, or time if you're an athlete, time you know training. Um, even extra time that you may take to, you know, do extra work so you can be, you know, that much more in shape or to get that much more advantage over your com- competition. Success is going to cost you time, and you've got, you've got to be willing to pay the price of time. Even, you know, uh, parents having children, to have a successful household, you have to actually spend time with your children. It's going to cost you. It's going, it's going to cost you to be a, a, a good parent. It's going to cost you any time, anything Worth having is going to be worth putting the time and effort into to be successful at it. Another thing that success will cost you, 
success is going to cost you some money. I know we we you know we try to dance around this this whole thing, but money is is a a, a necessary tool in our society. Now I'm not saying that if you don't have money that you'll never be successful. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that you have to be in a position to take care of your bills. You have to be in a position to take care of, you know, the things necessary to run a household. And, you know, one of the major reasons, in fact, the main reason why many marriages today end in divorce is over money issues. And now it goes back to being renewed in your mind. A lot of people don't know how to handle money. I can be honestly truthful with you. I'm still learning how to handle money better. But the thing about it is I have it, I have it in my mind that I know I need to improve in this area, and I'm, I'm actually seeking help in those areas. I'm actually talking to financial gurus. I'm, t- I'm reading books. I'm going to classes. And then on top of the fact of that, I really have a desire to be better at everything it is I'm doing. I don't want any area of my life to be lacking, especially you know dealing with issues of money. Also, it requires money to, to move forward in a lot of things you want to do, like, you know, it for education, to get a new house, to get a new, to get a new car. It, it, it will, it's going to require you, you know, that you put up some money. So you have to be, you know, cognizant of the fact that money is, is not good or evil. It is a tool, and how you use it will determine whether it's good or evil. So keep that in mind. You have success is going to cost you some money. Success will cost you some money. Uh, the fourth thing that success will cost you is effort. Success will cost you effort. Now, I know a lot of people don't really like to, they want to figure out the, the easiest way to get things done. They want to figure out how can I do this without with minimal effort. You'll hear people say a lot of times. And the truth of the matter is you have to go back to, to algebra and geometry and understand that the shortest distance between two points of a straight line. But you can't have a line shorter than that straight line to, between those two points and still get to that to that point you're trying to get to. The line has to connect all the way, which means you you, you virtually are not going to find a shortcut shorter than that. And the shortcut is is always the straight line. It's always going directly to the goal that you're trying to accomplish. There are a lot of people who have lofty dreams and lofty goals, but no, they put forth no effort to get there. A lot of people... You know, sit on the couch eating bonbons and, and cheese puffs, waiting on God to do it for him, or waiting for some somebody, some fairy, to come and, and and you know wave a wand or something, and then all of it magically appears and everything they, that they've been dreaming about just shows up one day. And people, I hate to tell you this, I hate to burst your bubble, it don't work like that. Success is going to require effort, and it's going to require effort on your part. You have to be an active member, an active participant in your success. You're not going to just get away with just being, you know, a pretty face or, you know, somebody who thinks well. It, that Those are good things. But in the same sense, you still got to put forth some effort. If my goal right now is that I need to lose some weight, I can admit it. And it's something I've been battling for a little while. But I know that if I keep just thinking about it, I'll never get there until I match that thought of wanting to lose weight and creating a plan to lose weight with the effort to lose weight, to actually get up and work out, to actually change my diet. Now, I have made some made some small changes, and I'm getting better at it, but I also know that I, my effort has to get even better than that if I want to really succeed at what it is I want to do. 
So your effort has to match your goal. If you really want to succeed, put forth some effort. Put forth some elbow grease and see what happens. So that leads into my next thing that success will cost you. Success is going to cost you your comfort zone. Success is going to cost you your comfort zone, that area that you don't want to move out of because it, you know, it doesn't feel good to move out of it. Anytime, anytime you require, work is required of you, it may not feel good. But understand this. Going, going outside your comfort zone is the equivalent of going out on a limb to get the, get the fruit. I've been, um, I'm, not a, I'm not a farmer, although I come from a family of farmers. I have been told by some people who have been, who have been farmers, have had, have had apple orchards and things of that nature, who have had trees with fruit. Um, I've been told that the best fruit is out on the limb, the furthest out the limb. And if you don't go out there on that limb to get that fruit, then you, you miss out on the best fruit. You know, be willing and obedient, to, and you'll eat the good of the land. If you go out on the limb, you go outside your comfort zone, I guarantee that you're going to meet. You may meet with a little, you know, stress and strain, but in the same sense, it's a good stress and strain. It's, it's that strain that you feel when, you, when you're running and, you, you know, you, feel, you can feel that fat burning. Or that same strain you feel when, you, when you're lifting weights and, you, can, you, you know, you can feel yourself getting stronger. It's the same thing. You got to get outside your comfort zone. You got to reach out, go out on that limb, and get that piece of fruit because that's where the best fruit. That's where you'll find the best fruit. The next step, the next thing that your success will cost you, success will cost you your idea of independence. Success will cost you your idea of independence. And what I mean by your idea of independence, a lot of people get caught up in this mentality of. Oh, I'm, I'm an independent person. I don't need nobody else. Well, I hate to tell you this. We weren't created to be independent. One joint supply of the other. We were not created to be independent. We were created to be interdependent. We need each other. I can tell you right now, I know nothing. I don't know enough about electricity to be on, a, on the roof of the house, you know, wiring the house up. I need an electrician to come by and take care of it. I need, you know... Uh, in Michigan, is, is DTE. I need DTE to come by the house and take care of business. Or in, in Georgia, it's Georgia Power. Because I don't want to do that. I, I mean, I, I can read a book and do it, but I don't really know. So I'd much rather let an expert handle that. If, you know, I know how to I know how to, to repair cars. But there's some things inside the car that I don't know about. So I, I still have to take that piece of the vehicle to an, an expert. And I don't know, I don't know how to make clothing. And I, there's a lot of things I don't know how to do, but the things I do, I do very well. And the things I do very well is for somebody else. And and likewise, the things you do very well is for somebody else. So we need each other. If you don't do what you're supposed to do, then the, it affects the, the quality of living for somebody else. If you don't, if you're not living your purpose, you're not walking in your purpose, you're not fulfilling your purpose, you have just affected the quality of life for somebody else. We are your your life is important. Your existence on this earth is important. Not just to take up space. It's not just to be another pretty face. It's not just to eat bun buns and cheese puffs on the couch watching Oprah. No, you have been put here to make this universe better, to make this this world better. You're, you're here as an improvement project. Even though you're 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 being improved yourself each day, your existence here is to help improve the quality of life for your fellow man. So. Success means that you have to work in a team. You got to you got to 
find other people who are good at what they do and, and, and connect with them. Because ultimately, ultimately, there there will be no one-hit wonders. There will be no no superstars, so to speak, in in the game of life. In as far as your life is concerned, I I even go as far as to tell you this: a doctor. As much as I I don't really like going to hospitals, doctors are necessary, because there's some things about medicine I don't understand. And I need we all need a doctor every once in a while. But to say that I don't need a doctor, that would be that's foolish. So look at it like this. You're somebody's doctor. And so and I'm somebody's doctor. And the next person is somebody else's doctor. And people need us. People need the the type of what's inside of you, what God has placed inside of you, that divine nature to to dream and have visions. We, those visions are nece- those are not happenstance. That that stuff is necessary. We need to see that stuff come to fruition, and we need you to to do it, you, do your part necessary to, to bring it to pass. But in the same sense, understand it is not you don't have to do this alone. Success in life, you don't have to do this alone. There are people, you know, in place to help you do what you need to do, and you just have to be willing. Just reach out. Just reach. Reach out. Like I said before, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for direction. It's okay. It doesn't make you a punk to want to to need help. You're human, <laughs> and you you can't do this alone. We cannot do this alone. Um, which takes me to our next step. The next thing that success will cost you, it's going to cost you your focus. Success is going to cost you your focus. It's going to require that you, again, in going back to renewing your mind, that what you give your attention to, your mind is going to bring it to pass. Our minds are so powerful that if you tell it, if you give your mind a set of plans, it's going to create Actually, just an idea. If you give your mind an idea, it's gonna create the plans to get you to that pl- get you to that picture that you just saw, which you just saw in your imagination. If you if you could trust your mind with, with the idea that that's possible, it'll create a plan. It'll create a blue step. Excuse me, a blueprint to, that will entail give you the steps to get from point A to point Z, all the way to completion. That's how powerful our minds are. So that's how important your focus is, what you're what you're putting your mind on, what you're focusing your attention on, is ultimately determining where you're going in life. And it's ultimately determining what you're attracting to you. So, in other words, focus on good things. Focus on the things you want out of life. Focus on the things that are, are important to you. Focus on, you know, things that, that improve the quality of your life and improve the quality of the lives of those around you versus, you know, subscribing to negative conversation and negative people, you know, focus on things that are uplifting. Focus on, you know, for myself, I, I do affirmations. I, I, I write affirmations to myself, like things like I can do all things through Christ, which is, you know, scripture, or I'm, I believe that I can do this. I, I Something that simple, I believe that I can do this. That's how I got this show going. I believe I can do this. I just told myself I believe I can do this. And it, and and it changed the whole course of everything changed. The moment I, I believe I can do it, or I'm happy with myself, I love myself. Those things right there, if you put your focus on on, on things like that, it changes the whole dynamic of how things work for you. I guarantee it. And last thing that success will cost you, success is going to cost you your sphere of influence. 
success will cost you your sphere of influence. Now, your sphere of influence includes people, places, and things. It includes families, family and friends, uh, maybe old locations you used to hang out at, or, you know, it could be, you know, as far as things, it could be, you know, a car or, or, or a house that's not, that no longer suits your needs. And what I mean by it will cost you, some people are not designed for your purpose. And when you move... When you're moving in your purpose, one or two things are going to happen. Either they're going to try to blind you from your purpose or they're going to fall off. And you want nothing around you that does not promote the divine intention of your life. You want nothing around you that does not promote the divine intention of your life, which means you don't want anything around you that does not have your purpose in mind. Your purpose is that important. Your life is that important. You can't have anything around you. That means the environment that you're in has has to change when you when you're on the path of, of success and greatness. You have your your mind. Again, this all goes back to your mind. Everything that you see in your life starts first spiritually. It's, it starts it starts first spiritually before you can see it physically. So, your mind picks up the spirit of whatever it is you're trying to create. Your mind picks your your mind gets in tune with that spirit, and then it in your mind is where all the hard work hard work is done, where the planning is done, and then once you've gone through all the planning stages of it, and then the, the execution of it, you come to the manifestation of what what it is you've been thinking about. That's why it's so important who you're connected to. That's why it's so important the people that are around you. That's why it's so important. I don't care if it's if it's your best friend, your cousin. Whoever it is, if somebody around you does not have your purpose in their heart, you can love them, but you can love them from afar also. At this time in, in life, people, it's, it's, it's go time. It's go get it time. We, we can't be uh, affording to mess around with people and mess around with, in places and mess around with things that do not promote us. There are people right now driving cars that are absolutely destroying them because they can't – these cars are destroying these people because they can't afford the cars. They can't afford the cars. They can't afford some of the houses they're living in. And that's why you see you know, the, the state of our economy right now. People are doing things they knew they couldn't afford to do. But if they just renew their mind, change, change the things they're connected to, it would change the whole dynamic. It would change the whole dynamic of their life. So I encourage you, everybody who can hear my voice today, and first and foremost, I'm going to ask you this question. Are you willing to pay the cost? This this list I just gave you is not inclusive of everything, but I believe if you if you execute these eight things, if you're willing to pay the price of these eight things I just told you about, I can almost guarantee you that you're going to meet meet with success sooner than later. So I thank you for uh, allowing me to take the time to to teach you this lesson. And without further ado, without further ado. I'd like to go into our, our interview session.
Hello, listeners. I apologize. I, my microphone went out for a second. I've been trying to – I was listening for the feedback on it. I didn't hear anything. So, you know, like I tell, tell you every week, with live radio, anything can happen. So I do apologize for that. Um, my cord came out for a second, but we're back. We're back. We're back. Um, I am absolutely honored, people, to um, – Bring our our next our guest on the show today. He's our only guest. He's going to be an exclusive interview for today. Um, he's um, I would tell you about him in in a few words like this. I had the, um, the honor to introduce our guest one time at a speaking engagement, and I had written a, a beautiful speech the day before to introduce him. And when I got ready to go introduce him, I had lost the speech. And it was amazing to me because I spent my heart and soul. I was like, this, this is somebody who, who means a lot to me. And I couldn't really say what I wanted to say because everything I'd written was, on this, was on this, in this speech and I had lost the speech. But what I'd end up doing was I spoke from my heart. And what I spoke from my heart was, was sincere. And I'm going to do the same thing today. Um, the person I'm getting ready to introduce to you is... is my personal mentor, my personal uh, coach, the person who, you know, who's responsible for a lot of things that you see me doing or that you, that you hear me doing. Um, he's the reason why I became a motivational speaker. He's the reason why I became a coach. He's the reason why I decided that it was important to pursue my passion. And even when I didn't truly understand who I was called to be and what I'm, what I'm called to do, he was there for me. And he gave me wisdom. He gave me insight. He gave me, he gave me the truth. Even when I didn't want to accept the truth, he gave me the truth. And for that, I love him. I appreciate him. And, I mean, there's no other way I can, can say it. But, you know, I'm I'm absolutely honored by this moment to to bring forth to you um, Mr. Gregory Harden. <laughs> Hello, Miles. Hello, how you, people. How you doing, sir? Uh, it is a wonderful day. It is a blessed day. In fact, I am so thrilled at who you are and who you are becoming. Yes, sir. That this has been, uh, I, I've been listening to your first half hour, uh, especially your, uh, the cost, uh, <laughs> the price that, it will, <laughs> that one would have to pay in order to be successful, to reach their full potential. And uh, your growth has been astounding. Yes, sir. And your impact on this world is uh, yet to be uh, uh, <laughs> measured, my friend. Yes, sir. And I, I, that is an absolute uh, honor to hear that coming from you because I, I have to tell people, I have to tell the people this. There's this, I was, I've um, known Greg since I was a, a student at the University of Michigan. And um, Mr. Harden is, is one of the, um, he, he works in the athletic department. He's an associate athletic director. And he's worked with the, the students in performance and, and helping people stay on track mentally and emotionally. He's also a, a licensed cert, um, social worker. And I had seen Greg on, on campus, but I hadn't really talked to him. I saw him I saw him one time, and I was like, something about that guy. There's something special about that guy. I didn't know what it was. And then I remember I uh, went to, I you know, started out on the path to becoming an engineer, and there was this, this man named Greg Posey. Greg Posey was a was an all-star student, if I can ever say, if I can say that correctly. He was a superstar student. He was he was the smartest guy in the engineering department. <laughs> and he true, was, true. And on top of the fact that he was the smartest guy in the engineering department, he was cool too. And he and 
it was this place we called the Rock. We go there and people would study and get uh, tutoring for uh, the engineering exams. And every time I walked in that that room, he was he had a circle around him like he was, you know, a, a storyteller. People just stood at the end of the, at the edge of their seats listening to what he had to say. And I never really approached him, but I would always listen to everything he said. And he said something one time that was so profound. He said, I don't listen to music in my car. I listen to Greg Harden. <laughs> and oh, my. <laughs> that set set in motion what you're seeing now. Because when he said, I listen to, I don't listen to music, I listen to Greg Harden, it made me want to figure out, okay, who is this Greg Harden guy? And then, you know, I had the honor to, to build a, re- a relationship with, with uh, Mr. Harden and also to build uh, organizations together. And I've got, and without a shadow of a doubt, I told, I sent Greg, um, Mr. Posey, an email about a couple months ago and saying, thank you for introducing me to my mentor. It made me who I, it's made me who I am today. You, you connected me to my passion. And a lot of people, you know, he didn't even know what he had said it. He's, he's like, thanks, I guess. I don't, I don't know what I could have possibly said, but I remembered it. That was my first Well, Miles, uh, uh, meeting you and meeting uh, the young people I met in the College of Engineering, including uh, Greg Posey, who I still have contact with, yes. uh, definitely has an impact on uh, the sort of work that I do. And uh, you continue to uh, uh, push me. Uh, one of the things I encourage everyone to do is have why a diverse uh, group of people around them in terms of their age and their sex, their uh, gender, their um, uh, race, their uh, socioeconomic background. You have to surround yourself with people who are going to push you, as you indicated, outside of your comfort zone. Yes, sir. And uh, being around uh, you young people uh, <laughs> is something that I, I, I cherish because uh, you refuse to... Uh, uh, sit still, and 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 you you push the world forward, and you either can be a part of it or you'll be left in the dust. So, yeah, uh, I, I want to thank you for that. Yeah, um, I, I was listening to uh, the sort of things that you were talking about. Uh, I was struck by your first uh, comment about losing one's mind, <laughs> uh, and uh, it's, it's like shedding a, a, a like a shake a snake sheds its skin. Right. He cannot grow unless he is willing to let go of something. And uh, in order to uh, grow, one has to be willing to let go of yesterday's baggage. Yes. They have to be able to let go of a, a mindset and, and self-defeating attitudes. And uh, it, it, it was your eight uh, pieces uh, in terms of cost uh, resonate, and uh, you spoke the truth. Yes, sir. Uh, but you had a couple of questions you wanted to ask me today. Yes, sir. There's several questions. Uh, I think that people are going to um, really understand, you know, more about what it is that you do and and why people, you know, entrust you, you know, with basically with their success to help them get there. Um, for those who don't know, um, uh, Mr. Harden works with people from all over, with all from all types of walks of life. Um, also, you know, in being a, a part of the athletic department, he deals with you know high high caliber athletes. He's uh, coached, you know, he's he's been a personal mentor to you know Heisman Trophy winner Desmond Howard and also Super Bowl MVP Tom Brady. But also, there, like I said, there's superstars on the they're outside the athletic arena that he's worked with, like Mr. Greg Posey and um, people like uh, my other friend uh, Jabril Lockhart. Jabril is uh, a dynamic um, young man. I've, he's actually a little younger than me, but 
I can say this, you know, that I look up to him as well because he's he's a power player. He he knows what he wants in life. He's uh, gotten degrees from the University of Michigan, from Harvard. He's now you know abroad over in London doing you know doing doing big things because he he's always had a big vision of himself and and his abilities and what God has placed inside of him. Um, let me tell you something about. I, I hate to cut you off, but uh, let me tell you something about Jabril Lockhart. Okay. Sir. Jabril Lockhart, who will not be on uh, uh, a, a poster uh, uh, talking about God Milk as a famous entity, but Jabril Lockhart is approximately six eight. Uh, he's a striking lad. Clearly, looks like he's the most athletic cat you've ever seen in your life. And when you see him, you assume he played basketball. Well, I remember clearly and distinctly when his father told him he would not be able to play basketball because his grades weren't right. And he took basketball from him. And uh, that changed the course of Jabril Lockhart's life. Yes, sir. When he got uh, in the areas where uh, you and I had access to him, uh, Jabril was in the College of Engineering. Well, it turns out that Jabril never wanted to be an engineer. Wow. But Jabril Lockhart went into engineering because somebody said it was unlikely that he could do it. (laughs) (laughs) Jabril Lockhart got a degree in engineering with no interest in being an engineer, simply to test his own mettle, simply to see if he could accomplish what everyone said was going to be impossible, unlikely, and something that did not fit his profile. Did you know that about him? I did not know that detail. I, I knew he was. And so when, I, mm-hmm. I know he's, he, he. I knew him to be pretty good at what he did. Whatever it is, he tried put his mind to. I saw him do it. He was an entrepreneur. He he sold T-shirts. He sold this. He sold that. He did. He was everywhere. Everywhere success was, he was there too. He had the same characteristics of the people that you mentioned of Desmond Howard, of uh, of a Tom Brady. You know, they uh, these are the people who are willing to push themselves yep. uh, beyond what the average man, woman. Or, or athlete or anyone is willing to do. Yeah. And Jabril is one of those or personalities, one of those people who understood the whole concept of mental, physical, and spiritual fitness. If I could share anything with your listeners, I would encourage everyone to be prepared to commit themselves to understanding the concept of fitness. Yes, sir. We all understand physical fitness. We've all known somebody or been somebody that was in tip top superior athletic physical fitness and in shape. Am I right or wrong? Everyone knows somebody, even if they've never been in shape. Yes, sir. <laughs> You've seen some perform, someone perform, and you said, now that's condition. Yes, sir. Well, we understand physical fitness, but most people, we can't get them to talk about mental health. Hmm. So perhaps people would be willing to talk about mental fitness. When you're physically fit, Miles, it does not mean you don't get tired, does it? No, sir. It means you. everyone gets tired, even the fittest person in the land. Say a person runs a 100-yard dash in, in a short period of time. But in training, they do it over and over and over again. Yes, sir. If you can run 100 yards 10, 20 times with a minute's rest in between each set, you're in pretty good shape, wouldn't you say? Yes, sir. So fitness, people think, uh, might believe that it means you don't get tired, but we're, I'm suggesting that not only do you get tired, you simply recover faster than anyone else. Wow. When I am fit, I not I get tired like 
you will get tired. See, the difference between me and the guy that's fit, he can run a 100-yard dash 10 to 20 times and recover and do it again. I can run one time, and in a couple of days, I might be able to do it again. <laughs> that's the difference between his level of fitness and mine. Right. But when we talk about physical fitness, it gives us a clue about mental fitness. Yes, sir. The mentally fit minds are going to be able to not only recognize that they are going to get knocked on their butt by life, they get up and they recover faster than the average jet. So when I am mentally fit, when I am trained, training my mind to be resilient, to rebound, to respond and, and, and to uh, my own uh, desire to be successful, I'm training my mind to not only be strong and mentally tough, but to recognize that when adversity hits, my response time and my recovery time has to be on point. Yes, sir. Obviously, if we move into spiritual fitness, that means that I have a foundation. And if, and if you're lucky, you have a love of God that is so powerful, so strong, and your faith is so in, in touch with of, of being connected to an all-powerful, loving God that when you're not down, there is no doubt in your mind <laughs> that it serves a purpose and that you are going to be protected. Yes, sir. So I encourage uh, you when you talk to your people to remind them that mental, physical, and spiritual fitness is a foundation that we need to start committing to, training for, practice, train, and rehearse. Wow. Wow. So speaking of, of, of practicing and, and training and rehearsing, um, I know earlier in the week when we um, when I briefed you about the show, you were telling me about um, some of the work ethics of, of Desmond Howard, even the year he won yeah. the Heisman Trophy. Uh, yeah. Could you describe it to some degree of uh, his workout regimen and why did he differ from his teammates? Well, let's make sure that we, we, we help our, our audience. But everyone doesn't know football. Everyone doesn't know what a Heisman Trophy is. Yes, it simply means that you are the single best football player in the nation at that time. Yes, sir. On that year, the year that Desmond won the Heisman Trophy, it was, a, it was a culmination of everything he'd done three years prior. Yes, sir. Three years prior to being the Heisman Trophy winner, he had come up, he had come to me and asked and, and, and suggested that he wasn't happy in, in, in the program at that moment. And he was looking for some way to either leave the program or to uh, make some sort of peace with the program. Well, that challenge Desmond to understand that if he left the program, no one would really care since he hadn't accomplished everything that he said he was capable of accomplishing. Okay. And that if he was as good as he said he was, then he needed to demonstrate that on the field. Well, this guy uh, took a challenge uh, better than most. And the recommendation that I had for him was to be the uh, best athlete in his position, on his team. Okay. And then the next year, he needed to be the best athlete on the team. And then the next year, he needed to be the best athlete in the conference. And to, and to do that, he had to be willing to do what the average man would not do. Okay. Desmond Howard, in the middle of the summer, when everyone else was uh, drinking the nectar <laughs> and partying uh, uh, till they puked, in the middle of the night, when everyone else was tired or having a good time, 
would run an additional two to three miles mm -hmm. in the dead of summer without anyone telling it, telling him to, without anyone watching, without anyone else joining him, he committed himself to being the best conditioned athlete on the team. Wow. In addition to that, this football player, I taught him how to hit a speed bag for hand-eye coordination, how to jump rope, rope so that his foot speed would increase. Okay. He would do boxers routines and long-distance runner routines, cross-training in such a way that when it was time to uh, report to the uh, uh, camp in the summer, just before fall, when everyone else's tongue was, was, was hanging out and they were grabbing their shorts and their knees, panting and passing out and throwing up, he was amused. Wow. <laughs> wow. That, he pushed them. <laughs> Go ahead. You're saying he pushed himself, he went the extra mile, so to speak. <laughs> it, it is exactly what, and that's exactly what we have to do. That's what you indicated with your eight. You've got to be able to pay a, pay a price for greatness. The price that we're talking about is being willing to, to have a lifestyle that's different from everybody else. Yep, yep. You know, he had he was willing to uh, to give up all the, the fun and, uh, and all the, uh, uh, the parties because he had a vision that he had committed to. Wow. Wow. That's that's absolutely amazing. <laughs> that's absolutely amazing. See, Miles, the commitment and the confidence that he had about who he was increased his, his, the quality of his vision about who he wanted to become. Right. So who you want to become is as important as who you are now. Mm-hmm. And so self-awareness, self-discipline, self-definition, self-acceptance, all those wonderful things will help us if we increase, if we know who we are today, we increase the chances of becoming who we're capable of becoming. Mm -hmm. One of the things that you allowed me to do was to, to ask you questions about, well, who are you now? Right. You had all these ideas, all these wonderful dreams, but the guy that you were at that time was not willing to put in the long-term work. And once you became that guy, nothing has stopped you since. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I can honestly tell you that there there were times where I sat in your office, and, and I can honestly tell you I lied to you to try to cover up for the fact that I wasn't who I, who I wanted to be at that time. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> But as something which is something we all do. But one of the things you but thank you for your honesty. The you had to sacrifice self deception in order to have your breakthrough. You could no lie to yourself and lie to the people that care about you set you up to fail. Yes, sir. But once you give up self deception, I mean one of the costs when we talk about the cost, you have to give up blaming you you will have to give up blaming others for why your life is not working if you want to have success. Yes, sir. You, you're going to have to give up making excuses. That's a high price for some people because mm -hmm. they're really gifted and talented at making excuses. Yes, sir. I, I, so, <laughs> go ahead. I, I'm. I, I have to be honest with you. Like I said, um, in understanding that, those I can look back at those moments now and say, "Hey, that was a moment that has has redefined me." Because I can look at that now and and as much as I like to admit 
or, or at least think that I'm, 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 I didn't make those types of mistakes. I did, mm-hmm. but I, I'm thankful that you know you had enough wisdom to to not flog me and just throw me down, the, you know, down the drain. You you worked with me and gave you know you encouraged me and kept me going towards the person who I really am supposed to be, and not that that, that farce I was becoming that, that I was at that time. <laughs> well, Miles, the transformation that you have made speaks volumes. Not about what I've done, but but what God has done with you. Yes, sir. Uh, you have a sense of purpose. You have a spiritual confidence. Spiritual confidence. Did you hear that? Yes, sir. You have a spiritual confidence about being about your faith and about who you are and, and whose you are. Right. You have a commitment to others that it, that transcends the I, the me, uh, the selfish ego. Yes, sir. You're not afraid to fail anymore. Yes, and that, that just opens up all kinds of doors. <laughs> Those who are afraid to fail are afraid to succeed, Miles. Wow. Wow. <laughs> if you're not willing to fall on your butt, if you're not willing to do what you did as a kid to learn to ride a bike, fall down, get back up, fall down, get back up, fall down, willing to look foolish, willing to look stupid, willing to make mistakes. You cannot succeed if you're not willing to fail. Right. 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 That, that's. I, I don't know any other way to put it. I mean, <laughs> that's that's the the gist of everything I've been through. You know, I I, had, I got to a place where I, you know, I was tired of being not being who I knew I was supposed to be. I knew I was, I was greater than what I was portraying. I knew that there was something inside of me that was burning so hot that I, I had to I had to let it let it burn so I can and, and basically follow the trail because I, what I had done was I tried to be what every, what I thought everybody wanted me to be or I tried exactly. to be who I thought you know people would, would would approve of but that each time I, I did that it was it was killing a piece of myself and I got to the place where I, I didn't want to die no more I wanted to live. I mean, at one point you were impatient, and, and as you indicated, you wanted others to validate your plans and your past. Yes, sir. You know, is this the right thing? Is this a, is, is this going to work? Can you promise me this? No. Self-acceptance is what you had to fight for, self-love and self-acceptance. That can only be given to you when you begin to see yourself in the eyes and in, 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 in the image of your creator. Yes, sir. You know, one of the things that I teach is to be faith-based and solution-focused. Now, I might not uh, 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 be able to talk about matters spiritual in certain certain settings, settings that I'm in, but faith-based means belief with no proof that this is the right thing to do. And solution-focused means that I'm no longer uh, talking about problems. I'm looking at ways to solve problems. Yes, sir. And so uh, if I could share anything uh, with you and, and the listeners, is, the, is, is, is in short, you've got to uh, commit to know yourself better than anyone else. Yes, sir. Because if you're constantly waiting on everyone else to tell you who you are, you're doomed. Yes, sir. You have to stop being afraid of being afraid. Yes, sir. So I hate it when people tell you, well, don't be afraid. That's silly. No, fear is normal. If yes, you're sir. a human, you have to face fear. And so not being afraid of being afraid gives you a liberating uh, a, a mindset that if fear is normal, then the real issue is not the absence of fear, but facing fear. Yes, sir. 
and which is the only definition of courage that I buy into. Yes, sir. I encourage, as you've indicated, find, pursue, recruit mentors and people who are not going to sugarcoat the truth and who will help you identify self-defeating attitudes and behaviors. Yes, sir. And then finally, if I were had a chance to influence people, I'd ask them to love God with all their heart and nerve and sinew in, in every every part of their body. Mm. Yes, sir. Because if you begin to uh, understand that uh, a love of God is a liberating force in your life, because it, it sets you up to be able to to see yourself differently. To know that if, if you are convinced that God knows what he's doing, you, you'll stop second-guessing and pondering as to why, as to what's going on. Yes, sir. So, Miles, I, you know, I know time is not our best friend at this juncture. <laughs> I want to thank you for the opportunity to uh, be identified as a friend of yours. Yes, sir. And to, to have a chance to uh, uh, speak on your live talk radio program. <laughs> <laughs> Miles W. Miller, man, this is an exciting moment in my life to be a part of your program to see that you have brought to fruition your dreams and your vision. It is a blessing to behold, my friend. Yes, sir. I, I'm I'm honored. Like I said, I, I, this is I don't take this stuff lightly. I don't take, you know, I I, I love God. And I trust what God has done. And I also love the fact that he put people in my life to keep me, you know, down this path because, you know, it, it didn't have to happen this way. It could have went, could have went south, and, it, you know, he used you to help me, and I, I thank, thank him for you. Well, this is a uh, uh, you. Hum, I'm humbled by your acknowledgement, and, and all I do is just uh, sometimes uh, all I, I, I'm clear that I'm merely a vehicle and a vessel. Yes, sir. And that, and uh, what I see in you is that you've become a healer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just like I said. I, I always say I can really do today is just sit here and, and listen because I'm I'm writing down notes when you speak while you're speaking. You know, you know. I and I have to tell the people this. I used to when when um, Greg would do his uh, seminars and stuff, I would be there taking notes. I I, I try to. I tried my best to be around you when you were doing, you know, when you were doing speeches on campus, whatever, wherever you were, I was trying to be there. And if I couldn't get there, I was, you know, trying to get, get your notes. Because <laughs> I knew something like <laughs> that was going to happen. You were kind enough and, 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 and thoughtful enough to uh, make me feel as though I had been useful. In the earliest stages of your development, you were still able to make me feel like I was. Uh, my sense of purpose was being uh, acted out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I, again, I thank you. Could, uh, could you give the people um, just a word of encouragement? You know, because we're going to close the show out. We just give them a word of encouragement to, to, to move forward in their um, their dreams and their passions. Well, the most important thing that any one of us could do is start to believe without any proof that there is order and that there is a purpose for us. And that sense of purpose sometimes has to be as simple as starting off with, like, that belief. My first purpose, uh, uh, mission, was to find my purpose, Miles. Yes, sir. I, put, I, I decided that I didn't know what it was, 
but I was going to put all my energy into trying to figure it out. Yes, sir. And that led me down a path that, you know, uh, as they say, uh, the rest is history. Yes, sir. I have been so fortunate because I absolutely believe that the pursuit of purpose is a good enough place to start. Start with the pursuit. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Miles. Thank you, sir. And I, I know that, that we um, people appreciate you too. This is this is an absolute honor, sir. <laughs> well, I hope we can do it again, my friend. Yeah, real soon. All right. All right. Talk to you later, sir. All right. Good night. God bless. God bless you. Well, people, I, I'm again absolutely honored by the fact that I could bring my mentor on this show here to just share with him with you guys, you know. Dynamic tools. You know, this is not somebody who's uh, a fly-by-night type guy. He, he he does this on a major level. He he does he works with people who have been high-caliber athletes, high-caliber people. Just I mean, not just athletes, not just superstars, but people who are who are who who dream and 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 know that there's something inside of them that's greater than the circumstances that are around them. So what I want to encourage you all to do today is, you know, you know what my mantra. My motto, don't ever give up, don't ever quit on your dreams. Well, again, I say that more profoundly now. Don't ever give up, don't ever quit on your dreams. No matter what you have to do to do what you have to do, do it. Whatever you've been called to do, and you you, you got to do it. If you don't do it, somebody's not somebody's not getting what they need. And I'm telling you, don't ever give up, don't ever quit on your dreams. Today is um, just an awesome day. And, and, and start your pursuit today. Pursue your passion today. Pursue your purpose today. And and who knows where you can be in 30 days from now. Before I go, I want to make some acknowledgments. Um, I first and foremost want to acknowledge. Uh, I want to acknowledge God. You know, I give honor to Christ for for this moment for you know allowing me to be able to speak into your lives. Uh, I give honor to Mr. Greg Harden, uh, Miss Rhonda Oliver, uh, former Miss Michigan, uh, Miss Kenya, Mrs. Kenya Howard Bell. Uh, Mr. Rich Session, he is the um, he's taking care of my website. Uh, my website would be up in probably in the next month and a half or so. Um, a new friend I met today on Twitter, Mr. John Marshall. He's a um, dynamic uh, marketer, internet marketer. Um, Mr. The the phenomenal, legendary Mr. Les Brown, uh, who I have had the honor of of being um, in contact and and with in relationship with. Miss um, Charmaine Mills uh, in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, uh, for Connecting me to another level of, of greatness that I didn't know was even possible, uh, just by even offering to, to be a, an assistant to me and being a help to me. Uh, likewise, I, I plan to return the uh, favor to Miss Funke, excuse me, Mrs. Funke Coliosho in London, um, who's listening to the show now, who we had on the show a, a few months ago. She's just um, she just uh, received a, a, a massive honor from the um, the Nigerian High Commission in uh, in the United Kingdom. Uh, they're going to promote her book, um, which is an absolute blessing. Um, so we, we thank God for her. Um, Mr. Clarence Williams, uh, he couldn't be on the show today, uh, former uh, star running back at the University of Michigan. Um, but we're thinking about you, Clarence. Uh, when you hear this podcast, know that we, um, you know, I, I definitely acknowledge you for, um, you know, even coming out, uh, you know, attempting to come out. Um, for Ms. Sean Mason Spence, who's going to be on the show in a couple weeks. Uh, Mr. Leroy Meadows. 
and also uh, Governor Cedric Thompson, uh, who's going to be a guest on a later show. Uh, I thank each and every one of you. I acknowledge each and every one of you personally for coming out to the show. Again, remember, this has been creating a championship standard of living. And remember, don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. God bless you, and I'll see you next week. Pretzel Crust fans, rejoice because it's back. By popular demand, Little Caesars Large Soft Pretzel Crust Pizza featuring a creamy cheddar cheese sauce, pepperoni, and a four-cheese blend surrounded by a delicious salted soft pretzel crust for just $6. Hot and ready every day between 4 and 8 and only 6 bucks from the home of Pretzel Crust Pizza, Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. At participating locations plus tax.